and welcome to Making the Lemonade with Abby Brown and Lottie Trick. Positive news podcast, proving that when life gives you lemons, there's always an opportunity to make lemonade. It's been another tumultuous week with a lot of headlines and a lot of things going on in the news. And we really hope that the stories that we have collected will bring a little bit of light during a particularly dark time. We obviously know that the UK have gone back into lockdown um, and we hope that everybody is dealing okay with this news and reaching out to everybody that they can. So Abigail, start us off. What stories have you found that can um, brighten up everybody's day? I think we need to start with the fact that there's been three COVID vaccines um, that have come out and actually are, are being used now and kind of getting to the, the older generation and people in care homes and residents over 80s. It's, it's really inspiring the fact that we've come together as, as a whole, not even just a nation, but globally um, and really make, made this work. And yeah, credit to a lot of those people out there that are very, very intelligent to, to make it happen. Definitely. I think the amount of sacrifice that those people will have um, given over this last 10 months will will really, I think we'll only really appreciate that in years to come um, once everything has hopefully found some normality. But it's from a scientific point and standpoint, it's a really fascinating, exceptionally rapid development of a life-saving vaccine um, hopefully it will bring us some normality in the not so distant future fingers crossed fingers crossed talking of the covid vaccination i read a really really nice story on the bbc recently so nurse sarah link and her husband gary who usually share a home with sarah's mother bought a caravan in march to allow them to isolate separately um the couple actually both got coronavirus in December, but continued to live in the caravan so that they could protect um, Sarah's mother, who is 84 years old. Sarah um, told the BBC that she cried a river in the caravan, and if it wasn't for her husband, Gary, um, she would have never got through it. But the good news is that they moved back home after Christmas, um, after her mother received the vaccine. It's a lovely heartwarming story and she said, I'd do it again tomorrow and I would do it every time. I would have done anything to protect my mum. So they are reunited, um, which I thought was really quite lovely and shows quite how impactful the vaccination is on a personal level. That is super lovely. Speaking of medicine and the impact it is having across the world at the moment, um, it has actually been announced that the African continent is free of wild polio, which oh. is awesome. Um, and it usually affects children under the age of five, leaving them paralysed and can also lead to death. But in 1996, Nelson Mandela was actually there, um, who was the president at the time of South Africa, mm-hmm. was there to launch the vaccination programme um, and actually was said that he was a great champion of the polio eradication and not only in his country, but across the African continent, um, helping kickstart the kick polio out of Africa campaign. So, right. yeah, that's amazing. So which um, country was it most recently eradicated from? Most recently eradicated from Nigeria, the um, general D- director general of the WHO. World Health Organization. Yep. Um Dr. Tedros Adamom Gabrios, 
apologies on pronunciation on that, actually said it was a public health triumph um, and the infrastructure built up and the lessons learned through the polio eradication effort are vital tools that countries must apply to many other health challenges they face, which obviously giving hope in the current climate is, is pretty awesome and yeah, a really cool story to read. That's amazing. The World Health Organization is firing in all cylinders at the moment. So I found another story which talks about a medical development. HIV drug PrEP will become widely available, NHS England has announced. The drug, which is up to 100% effective at stopping HIV, works by blocking the virus if you're exposed to it before it has a chance to infect you. So this is going to be really, really life-changing for a lot of people. Um, the drug, which has only been available through a CAT trial of about 10,000 places in England, but has been more widely available in Northern Ireland, Scotland and Wales, will make a significant difference in a fight against the virus. So I did some research about kind of how many people are being infected by the virus, because um, my knowledge on it was um, pretty limited. I don't know about you, Abby. Yeah, no, not much, not much about it. Statistics show that between um, 31.6 million and 44.5 million people globally um, were living with HIV in um, 2019, um, with between 500,000 and 970,000 people dying from AIDS-related illnesses in the same year. So this is still really widespread. Yeah, there's so many people. Like I knew it was quite prevalent and stuff, but that many people it's just wow Mm -hmm. it's mad but this um this drug being become becoming widely available has been welcomed um with open arms and great positivity as we can imagine so ian green chief executive of hiv charity the terence higgins trust said we know prep is highly effective at stopping hiv and now it can be properly utilized to make good on the government's commitment to ending HIV transmissions by 2030. So hopefully this is going to have a fantastic impact, not just nationally, but across the world. That's awesome. That's really cool. Especially, obviously, the government's commitment is saying it's hopefully to end it in the transmissions by 2030, but actually to help that many people and get it started now is really cool. So this story is about a website called Living Memories. The intention of the site is to help older people or those suffering with dementia to reminisce about the past by providing access to over about 2,000 video clips um, from between the 1930s to the 1970s. Um, And the archive boasts a real variety of content from films to adverts. That's really cool. How did it start? Um, so the founders, Norris and his wife, Leonor, began Living Memories after carrying out some research on older people, including those with dementia, um, and started the project through in-person activities such as tea and memory groups. So I think that's like coffee groups. Um, and they screened archive footage there, so films um, and news stories. The sessions were so popular um, that patients in the surrounding area suffering with dementia or maybe even loneliness were being referred to attend, which is pretty um, staggering. Um, A quote from Norris said, at the group sessions, we found that many older people, including those living with dementia, who had previously been reluctant to start talking 
um, actually began talking and reminiscing about their lives and shared experience to make new friends and get to know their neighbours. That's so nice. Amazing. Um, nice. And it's obviously not something that can happen really now, meeting in person in groups, but the concept has proven so popular that Living Memories has opened an online portal um, containing all this footage. So if you think this might be something that someone you love, um, grandparents or someone you know who's maybe suffering with dementia or even loneliness, um, you can go onto their website and you can explore the free content um, uh, or even pay a subscription, which I think starts from about £4 so you can get access to the films and then you pay a little bit more if you want to have access to some of the archive footage such as news footage um, or television programmes. But um, yeah, I just thought this was such a lovely story and so important right now because this is a real um, vulnerable group of people who have been hugely impacted by the pandemic and any kind of tools which can be used to ease the burden um, or feelings of loneliness could be just so important right now. So this amazing news story was from positive.news and if you want to find out more about it, go there. But if you want to explore the portal, it's livingmemories.imagecloud.com. Yeah, that's really cool, especially like people that are a bit lonely or kind of you're worrying about your grandparents and stuff actually to have something that they can look back on and kind of flick through and spend all these the days kind of looking at is um, must be quite nice for them. And All the historians among us. That is true. Um, true. They may, you know, you may be interested to kind of find out what was going on during that period of time so it's like the yeah. coca-cola advert you know it's obviously like very traditional isn't it which coca-cola advert the coca-cola advert the current coca-cola advert is there always one with the with the lorry it's always the same one every year well at christmas yeah i think they change it slightly you oh. mean there's always a lorry sort of knocking sorry about. there's always yeah right yeah. sure that's where i went to <laughs> and how has that got anything to do with this just because uh, that sense of like consistency yeah reminiscing this kind of a sense of, yeah. sort of timelessness there you go mm, sure, it out. sure. <laughs> so the next story did you know arctic reindeers are actually native to the uk i did not know that that is really interesting. There you go. Yeah, I never knew that. Because when I think of reindeers, I think I think of like Sweden, Ukraine, kind of those kind of countries that have, I don't know, Father Christmas. Of, Father Christmas. <laughs> where Santa lives, you know? <laughs> <laughs> but no, um, so yeah, my story is all about kind of the Arctic reindeers up in the Carganoms Cargan, National Park, which is up in Scotland. Sorry <laughs> on pronunciation. <laughs> um, <laughs> actually introduced by mythical itsy in 1952 there's about 10 herders that live up in scotland that look after these reindeers all throughout the year again found on positivenews.com and there's a they interviewed a woman called lottie brooks and great name, she great name obviously she looks after them all year round protects them and there's about 150 of them reindeers roaming free in 10,000 acres uh, which i thought was pretty cool and they often kind of walking along the ski slopes and people come from all over just to see these reindeers, especially, I guess, especially at Christmas time, because it is a very festive 
festive animal, isn't it? Yeah. Um, Learning about what um, herders do and those that look after um, or shepherds. I think they're shepherds. Um, yeah. Are they shepherds if they look after reindeer? That's a good question. No, that is a good that exclusive to sheep. Um, yeah. I actually watched a fascinating program called uh what was it called our yorkshire farm highly recommend it which follows um to their farmers shepherds apologies if i'm getting them wrong but they have about i think nine children and it was fascinating just watching the way that you need to be tracking animals and they were looking after sheep and moving them around um just this vast amount of land um and especially during snowstorms and um the summer months where it was really really dry and they were like lacking any kind of rain on the hills and stuff like that so it was amazing um and that is a lovely little program if you're looking for something to uh brighten up your day and doesn't i don't think has many mentions of coronavirus because it was recorded quite a few <laughs> years ago especially on the farm yeah. so. <laughs> <laughs> i think you can watch that on channel five it's really lovely and oh, there's nice. some um very cute kids as well Oh, running around picking up lambs yeah oh. so nice. <laughs> that's super sweet um fantastic insights about the reindeer thank you well just something different isn't it i think we've like. uh, we touched on all the medical aspects that's hitting off but actually there are the people out there doing doing different things well you say we touched on all the medical stories i think i've got one more that's kind of medical but is actually to do with women's rights so you decide there um so this actually happened at the end of december but has kind of run into january so pulling things from last year as well but um, so pleased to be able to say that abortion has been made legal in Argentina. So on the 29th of December 2020, the Senate voted 38 to 29 to approve the bill, making it one of the few Latin American countries to defy anti-abortion regulations. Um, so it will now be legal to have an elective abortion up to the 14th week of pregnancy as opposed to the law before, which only allowed the procedure when the pregnancy resulted <clears throat> from rape or when the mother's health was at risk. Um, so this is not only essential to ensure women have autonomy and ownership over their bodies and what happens to their bodies, but it also ensure women are ending their pregnancy safely because just because something wasn't legal didn't mean it wasn't happening. So as Argentina's president, Alberto Fernandez, who is in favor of abortion rights, said that the new legislation would ultimately save lives as almost 40,000 women are forced to go to hospital after illegal abortions go wrong. So wow. people were still doing them, but they were doing them in this kind of backstreet way in That's a very... mad, isn't it? Yeah, or absolutely unthinkable. Um, unsafe backstreet abortions um, were the chief cause of maternity mortality in Argentina so women were dying um, because they were still trying to find ways to abort their pregnancies but doing it illegally in a very unsafe way which is just awful horrific it is horrific completely so it was amazing scenes of celebration um, when this passed because 
women have been campaigning for this for over 30 years in Argentina. And it was actually, um, the vote was rejected in 2018. Um, so this is amazing that it's gone through just two years later. Um, but it was, it was long. Uh, the debate went on for about 12 hours before it was actually passed. Um, one campaigner, Ingrid Beck said the struggle for women's rights is always arduous and this time we even had to contend with a pandemic so I'm overjoyed with this result. Um, so amazing amazing day for women's rights in Argentina still a long way to go in many countries but we have to celebrate when these kind of things happen and you can learn more about the detail. Um, there's a great article on The Guardian um, and I think I read a bit more about the history of the law i think on the independence website as well but yeah you're just going to save so many more people's lives aren't you just mm-hmm. yes you know, 40,000 women there forced to go to hospital from illegal abortion and actually if that's made legal you can be saving so many more lives there just just by just by helping them and supporting them through probably what is quite a horrible situation they're having to go through anyway so no yeah. it's awesome you can't even imagine how that would feel you would feel like you actually weren't in control of what happens to your own body, which I think is unthinkable, but is a reality for so many people around the world still. Um, so when these kind of things pass, it's absolutely imperative we that we celebrate for sure. Huge moment. So um, fantastic. So that wraps up the injection of positivity for today. We are so pleased to be finally launching this podcast and we can't wait to collect more stories over the next two weeks. All the stories from this episode will be linked in the show notes if you wanted to find out any more information. We really hope you enjoyed listening and don't forget to subscribe and tell all your friends about it. Absolutely. Be sure to spread that positivity. And it's a it's a conversation. Um, I'm definitely sometimes scrabbling for topics to bring up with people <laughs> that are new. So this could be go. one of them. Um, we really look forward to speaking to you again in a couple of weeks with more positive stories from around the world. But until then, bye bye. See you later.